September 7th, 2023, and I'm also here. I'm Six Damar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota 2 podcast where sometimes we talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. Six, what's uh, okay. what's got you under? Whose bed have your boots been under? I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tired. Yeah. You know, I, uh, so I like figured my my day off would have been more restful than this it has mm-hmm. not been so here we are it can be very it's also <laughs> too hot here it is too fucking hot it's it hot. was really hot and humid outside <coughs> oh my goodness today and i'm <coughs> sick of it there's mm-hmm. something yeah, especially yeah. stressful about a day off that like doesn't actually reset you know things you're like what the mm-hmm. fuck this was if this doesn't do it you know so yeah, it doesn't yeah, help, I hear you. you know it exacerbates the situation six there's there's no debating except for the fact that it's really fucking hot out where where both of us are i think you'll ag- agree with me fall has sprung mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i mean sure. absolutely as someone it's a who- new ty- it's a you know folks a new type of fall has arrived you've heard of cool autumnal afternoons what about it's still just as hot, but everything's dying? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's it, man. Yeah. You I know, mean, as someone who like, works retail, uh, I'm sure you've like put out, you know, Halloween candy years ago. Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. You know, two months ago. Um, just fucked up. Actually, Monday. Oh, wow. And it was me personally, incidentally. Wow. So, yeah. The six touch. Fifteen pallets. That's a lot of fucking. Can- Did you put like? Is there space for all of it, or is there some in the back? No, but there's space for a lot more than you would think. Like of those fifteen pallets, yeah. I would say probably nine fully went out. That's a lot of, like, just pure mass of candy. Of candy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, glucose, you know. Well, some interesting stuff that I'm looking forward to trying once oh. we get a little closer to the season itself. Oh, see, I've been looking around, but besides those s'mores M and M's, nothing has has really caught my eye. But you know, I'll, I'll wait till the season is upon us. Just I'm like I have stuff for us, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, it's okay. You know, I figured the first place that I'd like to go is to to go get a drink, if that's good with you. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of pregame sure. a little at Arteezy Speakeasy. <laughs> I've gotten all my rage out of the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy. Because when the new patch drops and I'll like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at. And now that I have the patch, I'll be angry at So, uh, my, my girlfriend is a, a self-diagnosed uh, white girl. Therefore, um... When pumpkin spice things appear, you know, they, they just start to appear in my house. And so I have pumpkin spice cream of moonshine today. Um, I have had some of this, but we're mostly like, you know, mixing. I, I believe I... Wow, I this it. is a... This is something... Not, not this particular one, but this is remarkably similar to something I'm trying to get my hands on. Oh. Um, I could just go ahead and, and my, tell my, folks, perhaps... Folks will help me secure it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get from, I believe, the same company. Maybe not the same company. I'm trying this. The, the one I'm trying to get is from Sugarlands Distilling Company. I'm trying to get Ego Brunch in a Jar <laughs> Sippin' Cream. You know what? Sippin' Cream is a much. It's awful, but it is a much more apt, you know, description. This company does make moonshine, as in, like, you know, a very high strength alcohol it's mostly you know ethanol right mm-hmm. that's what moonshine in theory is. right this right. is not moonshine it's like 20 did i capture i think it's like 20 something percent because it's mixed with fucking cream and it's a little bit of a glare no it's 17.5 percent like there's wines that are stronger than this wow so it's wow. not moon it's like a cocktail in a can in a jar in this case it's a very tasteful jar. It's got some pumpkins wow. on it, some cinnamon sticks. I've got it in a tasteful, small little Guinness glass, a little taster glass here. So I'll go ahead. Let's let's do an analysis now. We'll get the nose. You can smell it from far away. It has a, a distinctive, strong smell. So I, I get a little alcohol. 
Definitely some alcohol. You, It smells creamy. Whatever that means. I, there's a lot of like the cinnamon part of pumpkin spice. I don't really know what's in pumpkin spice, but it's like, you know, it's, it's pumpkin pie spices. Cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, I'm sure. Charmed, yeah, I'm sure. cloves are a, a strong component. Yeah, so it's it's got a strong smell, but it or it's got a very present smell, but it's not particularly strong. Whatever the way you would properly say that as a human. Let's go ahead. Let's take a sip. Hmm. Okay. Quite sweet. Not like ridiculously creamy, not like cloyingly creamy. It's probably, you know, the dairy is probably like milk or milk-ish in fat content. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like completely coating my tongue. You know, it's gone now. Uh, The spice aftertaste is still definitely there. And you do... How is it not coating your tongue? It's cream. It's creamy. It's definitely like the consistency. If I could take a video, like it's if I swirl it here, which is dangerous in this small glass. It, like, coats the glass, but then, like, has legs, and, and it kind of drains. So it's, like, mixed with, like... I see. So it's like the, the alcohol is cutting through the cream in the thing. Oh, that's probably what it is, because I was going to say, you do get a little, like, you can feel the alcoholness, which is surprising given how sugary and, you know, the fact that it has dairy in it. It's, um, it's not bad. Um, it's kind of one note though. What what has been done with this is mixing it with Fireball. It started as a joke, and then it actually uh, improves everything. Fireball, the like uh, ridiculously sweet cinnamon as hell whiskey type thing. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. It definitely improves it. This is very one note. It's I don't know. It's like it's fine, but. It's not very interesting to keep drinking. Like, I'm bored of drinking it now that I, like, I'm actually thinking about it. If you'd change some verbs, that'd be a great description of our show. That's true. All right, and that's that's what I've got for now when it comes to the uh, the speakeasy. Six, I see some uh, some tea brewing. Our teasing. Yes, yes. We're. Uh, I'm also going a bit autumnal because mm. um, it's autumn, obviously. Fall is sprung. Um it is a Raja Oolong Chai. And uh, it smells very cinnamony. I've got some Ooh. some milk and sugar. I wanted to do milk and honey, but my roommate used up the honey and didn't tell anyone. Um, so You posted a picture of what the, uh, the loose tea looks like. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, bits and, and chunks and stuff, you know? Bits variety. and bobs, yeah. Absolutely um, some Roberts in there primarily the nose is just cinnamon i might be able to get ginger but that also just could be i know it's in there and thus i'm imagining it Mm -hmm. because the cinnamon is very much the overriding whatever so okay there you get the oh interesting you do get a little huh i was you know there's sometimes when you read like the tasting notes for wines as a person who for me, wine mostly just tastes like alcohol, right? It yeah. overpowers most of the flavor because it's so strong. You see tasting notes and they're like, you're going to get notes of hickory and a whisper of <laughs> moonlight walks. And you're like, shut the fuck up. It just tastes like alcohol. <laughs> um, and so I often suspect tea of doing this, but I sometimes I'm very surprised. So it says elements of sh- cinnamon, ginger, cardamom, chicory, and cocoa nubs. I don't know the taste of chicory well enough. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I get all of those. Yes. You know, I know like chicory the coffee is a thing. Or just mostly was born out mm-hmm. of necessity, but some people like swear by it. And maybe chock full of yeah. nuts like has it mixed in or something. Maybe we should do it, you know, a chicory coffee, or do you call it tea? I don't know. A chicory coffee, you know, tasting sometime. Something. We'll something. I think it's a chicory tea. It is a coffee substitute. Yeah. But I guess that means some people call it chicory coffee to try and trade trick themselves. Exactly. Um, I think the the most surprising element to me is the cocoa nubs because it just comes up with that little bit of like unsweetened chocolate bitterness at the end in a way that I think is really nice. Yeah, especially I mean if you're mixing it with some some milk and, and sugar source of some kind, mm-hmm. it's probably really nice. Yeah, I think that's I think that's lovely. Um, time to try something. Just a foundational text that I should already have as well, though. 
Rockstar Energy. <laughs> I've tried variants. I've never tried the original. Yeah, I, I feel like it's been a while since I... If I have even tried, you know, the Rockstar variants for the show. I don't know... Like, I mean, the number one I, ingredient is water, so how bad can it be? Yeah, I don't know what a Rockstar tastes like, you know? Like, I know what a Red Bull tastes like. It's got the core, but... Mm-hmm. I'm unfamiliar with the rar r star Sorry. Trying to get my fingernail under this. This is a sturdy... Oh, that was a... Ooh. Slightly messy one. This... Okay. Grass oh, wow. is really sturdy shit. Don't kill me. So I'm already getting the. I think the smell I'm smelling is taurine. You know when you get a yeah. when you open a Red Bull and you get that. You're very yeah like sensitive or like apt at picking out taurine. I'm not. I'm just not familiar enough. I believe it's just a such a it's a, such a potent like it is this mm-hmm. like slightly sweet and acrid smell that's very strong very like sharp mm. in a way that i don't know i find it okay. very i find it very striking i just can't um, identify it probably mm. that tastes like a slightly less assertive red bull it has like a a similar core yeah, there's a. I mean, there's there's gonna be citric acid in this, right? Let me see. Right. Yes. Oh, very high up on the list. Okay. Um, yeah, it tastes like citric acid and taurine with sugar. Hmm. Um, which is a positive review from me. I will drink this whole can. That sounds great. <laughs> Better than uh, Red Bull. You I like Red Bull. It? I think it. I think Red Bull does its job, where it's like it's usually the original Red Bull is quite a small can, right? It's supposed to be like you drink it, and you're like, oh, right. I have wings. Um, this is a flat, flat. this is a 16 ounce can, yeah. and I think it feels like like Red Bull is cask strength Rockstar. <laughs> I figured this is where you're going. Yeah, with water, you know, is so. the first ingredient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you could really yeah. water. Like, there's a lot of room to water down Red Bull before For it sure. becomes unpleasant. Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed, actually. Huh. What are the uh, the nutrition deets on, on this guy? So, um, 260 calories. It's got all the riboflavin, niacin, B6, B12, and pantothenic acid you're going to need. And a little more than you'll need as far as added sugars. Surprise. 63 grams of added sugar. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all that's in this thing. And sugar and acid. There is some guarana in here. Yeah, guarana seed extract, mm-hmm. but it's a little far, far down. It's, it's below the L-carnitine. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we should... Sorry, I looked up the calories of a large Red Bull. It's, it's similar. It's slightly less. A 16-ounce Red Bull. I feel like we should try watering down Red Bull. Yeah, I bet this is going to be. I mean, like, I guess you just confirmed, right? I was. It's not a. It's not a insight anymore to say this is going to be sweeter than that. But yeah, yeah, I think I'd, I'd yeah. like to try it. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll remember this. We'll see. Um, I have a main topic I want to get us to, but before that, we should get the other thing out of the way. Let's go to Jack's snacks. We do not room, we do not room. We do not room, we do not room. Still accepting applications for people who want to be the new bumper. Um, <laughs> no one has, has taken me up on that so far. But I, what what Jacketh and Mao stated just mm-hmm. there was cheese. Cheese. Which is why I have Lay's Cheetos. Who? Well, Lay's, Nicholas. <laughs> who, I'm Googling who Frito makes Cheetos, Lays. and it's PepsiCo. Who makes Lay's? Well, it's, it's, it's Frito-Lay. PepsiCo. It's all Frito-Lay. Okay. Yeah, they're all, they're, all owned by, they're all owned by Pepsi. Pepsi owns a lot of this stuff. That, uh, so, as always, you can see the uh, pictures we post on the Episode Notes channel of the Discord link in the description. The, uh, 
the design of this bag is bad. Tastefully spill it across. Am the I table. wrong? Like, like the oh way my the god, is bad. This is not gonna come across right. Let me take this picture, and then you can be like, it doesn't look that weird. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. add picture. So I did a tasteful, like, artistic spilling across the desk. It doesn't come across in this picture because lighting with phone cameras and colors can be a little weird. Mm -hmm. This is such a bright neon orange. I bet the shit glows in the dark. Good <laughs> it, God. It does kind of look really orange, even in the pictures. It's really sharp and shocking orange. Um, they make, like, cheese lace, It smells like right? a cheetah. Like nacho That's cheese That's the lace. thing! That's the thing. Yeah, they they make they make the like cheese and like cheddar and sour cream. On eBay, so I can like, buy an Arabic uh, Lay's chips potato French cheese. Sure, I have also I have also had uh, I think I've had a Japanese Lay's that was like cheese flavored, and so I'm like, what are you gonna do here? Is it just gonna taste like that? Mm -hmm. Let me pick up the brightest, most orange one. <laughs> God, this doesn't look. This orange is so bright it doesn't look edible. Um... I don't know what I expected. It tastes like a maybe slightly more oily Cheeto. Oh, that's hot. So it tastes like a Cheeto? Yeah, it tastes like a Cheeto. I mean, you get a, I think it's a little more salty. Mm -hmm. um, and you do get some of the potato in there, but it's just, I mean, they own Cheetos. Yeah. They just put Cheetos just dust Cheeto on this. <laughs> I don't know what I fucking expected. Is it a better experience than eating, you know, the puff whatever that a Cheeto is? The styrofoam no. peanut? No. No. Definitely not. Yeah, I was going to say, the crunch versus the crisp, the, the whatever the hell a Cheeto is, you know. I feel like I'd prefer a Cheeto. Not that I've had a Cheeto in forever. But... You know what? Let's do something better. Let's okay. have more fun. I'm all about having more fun. Let's have a violet crumble. Waiting for Nick, it's the way it the shatters is. that matters. What the fuck? It's the way it... <laughs> okay, so this is a candy bar, at least a candy bar shape that Six has sent me. Uh, I believe it is a chocolate layer over a honeycomb. Candy honeycomb. Okay. Okay. I like That's honeycomb. What it, says. it has Beef gelatin in it? What the fuck? Alright, whatever you say. I'm down. I'm down. Australia. Animal <laughs> fats are pretty tasty. Just awful. Um, mm, you know what? I wasn't particularly... I wasn't prepared enough for this. Hang on, let me is, find something to... Is it crumbling? <laughs> Do you have a dice container, perhaps, yet. to put it in? Let me, uh... The let me bust out the six. camera. Because, obviously... If it's the shatter, if it's if it's the way it shatters mm -hmm. that matters, then clearly we have to do this live, right? Oh, clearly, yeah. Okay. I know video podcasts are all the rage. Maybe we have to do one. You know, we'll just try it out sometime. Oh <laughs> God! <laughs> uh, what's <Okay>. happening? <laughs> You'll see in a second. I mean, it's the way that shatters that matters, you know? Nothing, like, nothing else matters. Just like that. So, here's your video. Okay. You go ahead and give that a little watch. Okay. <laughs> Six is hitting it with a flashlight like a mini mag. <laughs> and then it breaks. That was, a, that was a great TikTok, Six. Thank you. It took, like, four swings. That was a solid hunk. And then it like really cleanly broke. In terms mm -hmm. of the, the break itself, you know, there's there's detritus everywhere. But yeah, I will get a I will get a post destruction image, or perhaps awakening image. Right, if it's the way it shatters that matters, then it's exactly. now its true self. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh. What is? That's honeycomb. Have you never had you never had one of these weird candy bars with like their artificial candy honeycomb in it? No, I don't think I've had artificial. Yeah, I was like, this is so dense, looking at least. Yeah, it's extremely. I mean, it's very light. 
but it is packed in there. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had candy honeycomb, this is basically impossible to describe. Um, sounds crispy because it's like it's extremely crispy. Um, imagine the candy version of what I'm about to describe, right? Okay. It has a little bit of honey flavor. It mostly tastes like sugar. And texture-wise, it is a cross between styrofoam and chalk. <laughs> oh, I think I can get it's that. It's good. I think I can get that. Yeah. How the hell they make them. Yeah. Well, it's fun. Um, it feels very, like, you know, like, open wide for chunky, right? Like, this, this bygone era of candy bar design. <laughs> Does it shatter, like, in your mouth? Like, do you get a real satisfying destruction with your teeth? It's kind of like mica. <laughs> okay. Where it comes apart in like flakes and layers. Mm -hmm. It shatters even like, you know, a crystal, like a, mm -hmm. a mineral, a rock. And then also the moisture of your mouth, it starts to like shrivel up a bit, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's a weird experience. Like, I, as I say, like I've had this before and so it's like, oh, it's one of these. But if you haven't had one of these, it does kind of feel like a candy bar an alien would make. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I would like to try it if I see it. Interesting. I found it in my local Stater Brothers at the checkout line. Oh. Interesting. Never heard As of it. I was shopping for things for this episode. I see, I see. But it's time for our main topic. Unless you have a snack. Do you have a snack? I do have a snack. Six spring has oh. gone. Autumn has arrived. And so, of course, I couldn't just be happy with pumpkin spice moonshine. Because finally, I'm always excited these days when I see a new Oreo flavor. By excited, I mean hopeful. It's not a new Oreo flavor. It's not? Okay, it's pumpkin spice Oreo. It's extremely old Oreo flavor. They do this every year. <laughs> I've not. I've just not seen it. I kind of figured. Okay, pumpkin spice flavored cream Oreos. They have the the blonde Oreo cookie. Um, but it's really, it's more like a graham cracker. I did have one of these. And I've I'm already biased, oh, wow. but let's go ahead. I'll I'll take a I'll take a picture here. I just had to know, you know. Mm -hmm. It it looks exactly like what you would think it is. I do have you know one bonus thing um, related to this Oreo, um, but it's like the graham cracker, uh, like cookie. Like the I'll just get the cookie here if I can. I just want you all to know that Greg is typing. Mm, okay. Eagerly await some some live comments. Yeah, so the cookie is relatively flavorless, but it's like a watered down graham cracker. There's more of a an aftertaste of graham cracker. Let's eat the rest. Mm -hmm. The cream is just kind of burnt orange um, color. In terms of flavor, it is sweet. Like Oreo cream. Um, and almost exclusively that. I was really disappointed. The taste is so weak. Like, I don't... Like, come on, guys. Go for it. I don't understand. I assume you've had these before? Yeah. What, what were your thoughts, I, if you remember? I think... I mean, it is one of the originals. And so I think... Like, one of the original, like, novelty Oreos, right? Yeah. And so I think that there's an approach they had, especially at the beginning, that is just hewing towards making it mostly taste like an Oreo with a slight deviation, right? Uh -huh. um, and I don't think it's flattering here. I honestly would just do do the chocolate Oreo cookie. Like, you know, put some more spice in here. Maybe more pumpkin flavoring, artificial pumpkin, I guess. I'm not really sure what that's like. And then just fucking go, like, do it with the chocolate would be better. But anyways, I do have one bonus complication because I've got this, you know, milky-like drink. Obviously, I have to dunk the pumpkin spice Oreo into the pumpkin spice moonshine. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, you're right. I should I should dunk the candy honeycomb in Rockstar. No, <laughs> I'm going to do that. Okay, here we go. Mm. Oh no! Oh no! Hmm. 
it really is the case that like unless I have a really interesting idea yeah. for these segments, I do ask an extra question that Nick doesn't ask in the planning phase of is there a possibility I'll enjoy this? <laughs> <laughs> so at first off, you know, first you just get the alcohol from the moonshine, and it's really quite unpleasant. That's uh-huh. hence my, you know, oh no's. However, there's a turning point. Oh no, mommies. When you get the actual like pumpkin spice flavor of the moonshine into the cookie, and it's more like what the cookie should be, in my opinion. And so I got like more flavor at the end. The alcohol was gone. You know, the, its effect was gone. I mean, I wouldn't do it again, but I think it's just highlighting what's deficient in this uh, this cookie. Well, Nick, I have great news for you. Yeah, you're gonna do it again. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Say no more. Why am I doing this again? <laughs> oh shit, I just dropped the entire cookie in here. I do have some silverware. Let's see if I can fish it out. <laughs> Listen, I got this tiny little Guinness like tasting glass for the for the uh-huh. listener. And the Oreo's like barely the diameter of it. Like it's it's just okay. Now you're I, doing I, I like an Italian beef, like yeah, I got fully fully soaked. Absolutely. Oreo. Okay, here we go. It's not yet soggy. Okay. Mm. There's the alcohol. Keep mm. it. Um. I'm never doing it again. The same experience. I thankfully it wasn't soggy. You know, an Oreo can hold up for a few seconds. Yeah, to, yeah, to full durable. submersion. Ooh, I get, you know, I definitely get more aftertaste because the uh, the Moonshine has a stronger aftertaste than the Oreo, which barely tastes like anything. Mm-hmm. You do get the graham cracker effect from the Oreo that the Moonshine lacks. Um, hmm. Overall, it's, it's pretty fine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't buy the pumpkin okay. spice Oreos, though. I did. So one no. and done. They're not really worth six. Do we have time? Yes. I'm I'm just a little famished. Can I have one more one more bite? Because when picking whatever you got to do, my man. Uh, absolutely. When picking up my uh, my pumpkin spice things uh, just now, I also saw something that I don't know. It's not that it's not that crazy. I don't know if it's interesting, but uh, we've got some Takis guacamole flavor. Takis the like rolled up spicy thing, right? Right. But guac. Which, you know, I mean, chips do this, right? Tortilla chips do this plenty. I've seen that. But for Takis, you know, it they're so, there's, you know, spiciness is their thing. So, I don't know. It's been, and it's been a while since I had a Taki. I think the last time might have been the blue ones for this show. Whatever the blue version is. Oh, it definitely has a different smell. It smells like jalapenos, though. Not like, okay, there's a little bit more of like a guacamole, like, avocado thing going on it really just smells a lot more like like restaurant um tortilla chips like actually you know pieces of fried tortilla Mm -hmm. which is a little weird okay shake some out here get a a nice view they're not not the best lighting here obviously but they're not like bright green they're not neon green if anything they might look a little greener on camera here um, I mean, they look like Takis, so here we go. Hmm. Okay. So, I'm getting a little heat from them being Takis. Maybe I get, like, cilantro? Like, what they're trying to like make seem like a, a little green herb like cilantro mm. maybe it's like slightly more of a jalapeno heat yeah there's like hmm, i don't know how you do this like a jalapeno flavor in there and since it's kind of spicy definitely still just like a taki but kind of tastes like jalapeno with cilantro these are uh okay yeah is there any avocado yeah. you're getting? I'm trying. Okay, I just had a third one. I 
you also said the word avocado as I was eating it. So, you know, your brain trying right, to right. pattern recognition. But there, there kind of is like avocado is such, it's not really like a flavor, you know? Not a strong flavor. I know what you mean. I don't. I don't know if I would phrase it the same way, yeah, but I understand what you're saying. We're, we're we're getting at the same truth. Yeah, there's like an undertone of avocado. I should I should basically just say it's a surprisingly complex flavor for Takis guacamole. Well, Takis doesn't play. No, they just make good food. Yeah, like, I want to eat more of the... I mean, Taki is famously addictive, right? But, mm. I mean, it's been a while since I've had a Taki. I feel like these are better. But, right, you know... For uh, for all of our, our you know, weak, weak-tongued white listeners, obviously not for me, never for me, <laughs> uh, how would you rate this spice level compared to a regular Taki? Hmm. I feel like it's much... Like significantly less spicy, and again, it's been a while. But I—that's great. You know, I really—I think <laughs> some people might really some, some friends, you know, friends of mine. <laughs> it does say that it is mild on the you know temperature scale on the bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really good. Uh, like, I think this is better to me than the base talky version. Wow! Like, it's a surprisingly that's complex guac flavor. I don't. Let me see. I can consult the ingredients real fast. Um. Corn, f- okay, corn flour processed with lime, whatever that means. I'd like huh. to believe it's lime as in like the mineral, <laughs> not the fruit. They just sprinkle some lime in there. <laughs> Vegetable oil, um, seasoning, maltodextrin, salt, canola oil, MSG, onion powder, tomato powder, citric acid, garlic powder, modified cornstarch, whey powder, acetic acid, artificial and natural flavors, spices, silicon dioxide, disodium guanolate, disodium inositinate, Yellow five lake, mono and diglycerides, blue one lake, red 40 lake. Contains milk. And it's apparently made with renewable wind and solar energy. Oh, that's great. Good for for Takis. When I was a kid, my uh, my family, it would be like uh, weekends. We'd mostly do it during the summer. We would go... um, canoeing on yellow five lake oh this is this a regulation thing like what is what is like it's not just oh hey y'all this is yellow number five it's yellow five lake. Dunch, 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 dunch. a little bit of whatever bug turns into red number five i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah, I uh, I don't know much about the artificial food coloring business these days. No, <laughs> the times have left me behind. <laughs> New York uh, or otherwise. Nick, it's time to talk about our main our main yes, our please. main subject for this episode. Can we go to Q time? We absolutely can. Except it's not called Q time. It's called wait, it is. I'm just really bad. I'm pretty sure it's called Q time. <laughs> Listen, I can never find it because there's like one wait. Hold on, let me sort. Where did I fucking put it? You. Okay, I have a file called qtime.mp3. I don't know what to tell you. I was in the wrong category. I just washed the uh, Taki guacamole down with a sip of my... Pumpkin spice moonshine, and I mean it's pretty good. No clashes huh? of clans. Nick, it's that most wonderful time of the decade, isn't it? It is. It's Q time. It is Q time. Where we talk about time. games other than Dota. In theory, it is time for the famous studio Bethesda, Bethesda ah. Softworks LLC, to to do it again, uh-huh. isn't it? Uh, it's 2023, and they have released Starfield. Now, obviously, Bethesda publishes a lot of things. They've published three games this year. But oh. a lot of them are not made by them, really. 
they're made by subsidiaries or by, you know, contractors or whatever, right? Sure. The last Bethesda game was Fallout 4, and before that, it was Skyrim. So it's the latest one of those. It's the latest one of those. (laughs) Nick, have you played any of starfield i have not i didn't even know it was coming out i've you know heard of it but i didn't know it came out until you know recently very recently oh you know what i do have to apologize i forgot about fallout 76 i was gonna say this is not a coincidence but (laughs) because everybody else did as well yeah um bethesda game studios i guess is the technical name for them actually making shit but uh yeah by the way how how long ago what what year do you think Skyrim came out in? 2017. Really? Is that your guess? Six years ago? I guess that's not long enough. Uh, 2015. Final answer. 2011. Oh my god. This is a game that has haunted us for more than a decade, for 12 years. I know the meme is that they just keep re-releasing it on new platforms. But, but like, it's a meme because they fucking Because they do, do. absolutely. They have, <laughs> yeah, they have released it on, you know, Windows, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 5 so far. Mm-hmm. Also, of course, that's not counting uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim VR. <laughs> Also, that's not counting special edition. Also, that's not counting anniversary edition. They just keep re-releasing this game. Just anyway, keep playing Skyrim, guys. These talkies are good. I'll stop now. Uh, but of course, it's only been eight years since Fallout Four. That's the one that shocks me. Is that that was eight years ago? Yeah, I, I never played Fallout Four. I think I've played New Vegas. That's the only Fallout I've touched. Okay, how long ago was New Vegas, Nick? I could believe that that's in the aughts. I'm going to say aught seven. It was a year before Skyrim. Isn't that crazy? What? Really? 2010. Wow. I thought it's older. It's, yeah. Because yeah. didn't they make Fallout 3? Uh-huh. After it? No, Fallout 3 was Fallout 3 was the first of this these first person Fallouts. Oh. So it's Fallout 3, then New Vegas, then Skyrim. I see. Okay. Uh, anyway, all of this building on the engine that I cr- they created with Oblivion, I think. I think that's correct. Okay. I could believe it. It might be building on the engine they created with Morrowind. That's kind of hard <laughs> to believe. That would be... Yeah, but I feel like there's a big difference. Could be. You never know. Could be. Spaghetti code. Um, anyway. So, Six, you've yeah, been no. playing Starfield then, it sounds like. I have played I have played like five or six hours, okay. right? You've gotten into it. And it's a it's a okay. So Bethesda Game Studios is one of the most successful developers in the world. Yeah. Right? That's not to say they're the most talented. They're terrible at making games. And their games are incredibly bad. <laughs> and just are you a skyrim fan nicholas i i was a skyrim fan i feel you know a decade ago what, what, what happened maybe what happened? i got into well so i think i've played it i've played some of it on the xbox 360 sure in the days of yore some of it i definitely uh-huh. didn't beat it um uh and then i i have it on pc and a while ago in college sometime I was like kind of I was really getting into modding of Skyrim. I was like, oh, like all this stuff, like and you can set it up so you can actually use magic properly, like in a fun, smooth way. And what ended up happening is that I spent all my time and effort on like the mods and stuff. And then I went to play the game and it still wasn't very fun. So I think I stopped (laughs) just uninstalled everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had a a conversation with a friend of ours, uh, Harry, recently trying to get to the bottom of so uh, the games made by Bethesda Game Studios uh, run poorly, right? Okay, I could on a technical sense. Sure. They have bad frame rates. They're very buggy. They're not 
very pretty because they're not like graphically they're not keeping up with stuff and i don't you know i'm not saying this is a big deal a lot of games i love a great deal looked kind of bad at the time they came out let alone how they look now right right yeah also the combat is pretty bad <laughs> and Skyrim also the writing is pretty bad also, the world building is pretty bad. Also, the world design is pretty bad. Wait, that's every single part of the game. What do people like? Why are they so popular? Yeah, the thing about Skyrim and like getting into the modding and everything is that like I keep thinking it's a game that it isn't or wanting it to be a game that it isn't. So like I yeah. feel like you can delude yourself for a while, or at least me, who's like thinking of or like expecting a different game. Like, mm-hmm. just keep going for a while. I I don't know. A lot of people, like, buy and like these games. Or, I don't know. A lot of people buy and play these games a lot. And a, a lot of people like them, absolutely. Yeah. People, Skyrim has a legendary status. People think it's an incredible game. And there is a degree to... The, the weirdest thing to me, I guess, is that Skyrim's the one that gets most of this, right? Mm-hmm. Because Skyrim is the one where everything is brown and white. Because you're in the continent where everything's snowy. I mean, I know that's not, like, literally true. There are areas where there's greenery and stuff. But, like, if you hit the map button, it just gives you, like, a diorama view of the world. And it is just a sea of white because the entire fucking world looks the same. Yeah. I don't get it. Nothing was, um, nothing really is memorable about what, however much I've played of Sky, uh, Skyrim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or really New Vegas. There's just there seems to be so much breadth. Uh, there seems I will to be say so New much... Vegas is not actually them. Oh, it isn't. No, New Vegas is using their engine and you know was contracted out. Uh, it is made by a studio. Oh no! Why did my brain just stop? What is the fucking Obsidian? Obsidian. There we go. Okay. Um, which has ties back to Fallout 1 and 2. Mm. They're sort of a lot of their staff worked on those games. So yeah, I there there's so much like I don't know, little side paths it feels like you can go down and like New New Vegas. Wait, that is the mm-hmm. I was going to say New Sky. And New Vegas and Skyrim. But like I like New Vegas a lot more than Skyrim, I will say. I think New Vegas mm-hmm. is a decent is a is a solid game. I I've Definitely played a lot of it. Uh, mm-hmm. it. I kind of had to willingly be like, okay, I'm not going to go down every path or try to, you know, super completionist find everything. Because that mm-hmm. was so unfun to try to do. The same, yeah. same in Skyrim, though also like doing the main thing in Skyrim wasn't that fun. And it was unclear what the main thing was. And I wasn't motivated <laughs> to do the main thing. So then I would go try to do the side thing. But the side thing didn't feel very... But, but Nick, in their but, tongue, he is Dovahkiin. Dragonborn. Right, but like. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I made sure to be quiet so I can get a clean clip of it <laughs> as my ringtone. <laughs> Is that your phone ringing? Oh, yeah, so sorry. Must be my, uh, my agent calling. Yeah, I don't. Like, all the setup and stuff for Skyrim is very exciting. It just, I don't know. I don't really know why I stopped playing it. Or didn't really get through it. The thing that happens to me with these games is that I pick them up and I play them. And I'm like, you know, they're doing some really cool stuff here. And I play some more and I'm like, huh, this is really interesting. I'm kind of confused by certain parts of it, but like, I think I'm having a good time. Mm -hmm. And I keep playing and I hit a point that is somewhere around 20 to 30 hours and I realized that not only am I not having fun, I haven't had fun at any point <laughs> in the process, and I've just been confused. And then I stopped playing. I, Sometimes, I like you, I mod the hell out of it to try and make it fun, and then it doesn't work, and I stop. Yeah, like, okay, this is a, a good concrete thing. The magic system in Skyrim, there's, a, there's so much of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. But it's bad to use. Like, it's you can't like yeah. switch spells quickly. And so there's all this, like, depth. I think, you know, there's, I don't know, there's a lot of, to do with the healing spells and then modify all your damage spell or whatever. But, like, you can't quickly swap between them. So it's like, oh, you can have it in one hand or the other or both hands. But it's like, but what if I just want to quickly heal with this thing that I can strategically spec into? Well, and, like, Skyrim strips, like, 
strips the magic down compared compared to Oblivion, hmm. which I think even strips things down compared to Morrowind. But I I can't I'm not a hundred percent on that. Um, but like in Oblivion, you could be like, all right, I want a fire spell. It's like, do I want it to be a stream of fire, or do I want to throw a fireball, or do I want to create a pillar of fire? And uh, in Skyrim, <laughs> there is a spell called Flame, and it shoots a flamethrower. You, down the you can do two of them. And that's the spell. That's all you can do with fire. Yeah. Okay. That, that's magical. I, I like like the battle mage archetype in fantasy stuff. Yes. That that is you know sure. that's my my class fantasy battle. It's mage, wicked sick. Which in yes. theory you can do. It's just so boring and bad, and clunky. It doesn't feel fun to play, and is kind of. It is the most difficult. effective way to play though. Yeah. Just like oh, spam your healing spell. Like sure, and then you mm-hmm. can just grind things to to level and mm-hmm. get gold. And it's like, oh, I'm why am I doing this? <laughs> so, as I say, I'm like, I honestly, I'm probably more like four hours in. I've been very busy, right? And so, if you think about how I talked about my time with with uh, Bethesda Games and the Ark, I think I'm having fun, right? I'm probably <laughs> having fun. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, you know, give it another 10. Ask me in 16 hours, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the complaints I'm going to have are the complaints everyone has, but that's... That's fine. Because the games, the flaws of these games are so fucking self-evident, right? Okay. So, like, um, okay. Skyrim is, like, you know, one of the games they made, these open world, you know, first-person action RPGs, but in space now, right? And you could jump on your ship and you can fly around and you can go to different planets and stuff, right? Right. But you kind of can't, though, right? You kind of can't, actually. Oh. If you get into your ship and you hold down... I'm playing on Xbox, so I'm holding down, I think, Y to take off, right? And then there's a loading screen and then I'm in space. And I can fly around in space and I can fly up to a planet... And it's really far away, right? Okay. So I could just, like, fast travel down to a landing space, right? But what if I wanted to land myself? Or travel to another planet? Uh Uh-huh. No. (laughs) No, they're just, like, they're just objects in the distance with no collision. People have done the thing, like, there was a person who was like, I'm really going to test this. I'm going to fly to Pluto, which the game won't let me land on, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they set their, like, their engine to mask, like, taped down, you know, the, you know, whatever, the the controls, and went to sleep, and had to, and woke up, were woke up a couple of times by the controller dying, and had to, you know, because they, whatever, (laughs) they're set up. And after, like, ten hours, they got there, and their ship just flew through Pluto, because it has no collision. (laughs) And it's like, okay, like, what, this is just a menu game. Like once I, you know, once I'm on the ground, I can jump mm-hmm. around and shoot stuff, and then spend a lot of time in the menu because I'm like, how the fuck am I carrying, you know, two hundred pounds? I didn't even pick up that many things, and you spend all your time figuring out, like, oh, I guess this, I accidentally when I picked up this food, I accidentally picked up the plate beneath it, and then the table beneath it, and that takes up a ton of fucking weight or whatever the hell. And like, I don't know how. Do they not know what fun is? Yeah, so it sounds like, you know, there's no, like, sense of place or, like... The thing about, like, Skyrim especially, it's like, oh my god, it's a big open world and it's, like, exploration. But, like, exploration wasn't rewarding? Like, it's the I mean, sometimes you found a... Like, you found a a cave and you went in and there were monsters in the cave or there were bandits in the cave and you killed them and you got some gold and then you left the cave. And then you were like, oh, and then I've got the weight of all this new loot and so I've got to worry about the weight or or something. I Uh don't really remember that much. Now I can't fast travel. I don't remember any exploring in Skyrim. Which means like it it just wasn't enjoyable or memorable. And so it, it sounds like... So why... Why is Starfield Starfield, right? Yes. Okay. Why why is it in space? Um because they wanted to do a sci-fi one of these. Okay. And cuz you go to different planets, right? You can have completely different areas that you just jump to and it's like, "Oh, this planet is a whole different deal and you can do some like 
Okay, actually, I am going to momentarily call out my peers a little bit, right? Go for it. Go off. The there game. is a thing that this, this, it, it cuts both ways on this. There is a a trope of these games of like, check out, we're heading to this like, you know, new frontier and these like unexplored lands, right? Sure. And people, I think, very fairly have made the criticism of like, hey, you realize this is exactly what people said when they did stuff like explored the Americas for the first time and subjugated a lot of people, right? <laughs> like, there's a degree to which this is a metaphor and a, a an attempt to like romanticize things that were done on Earth that were shitty, right? Okay, I can get that. But also part of the idea of fantasy and sci-fi is you can do things that aren't possible in our reality. That's kind of the premise of fucking doing that shit. Like... Mm-hmm. I do get it. I think imperialism and colonialism is bad. I also think there is such a thing as a rock that nobody stepped on before. So can you fucking <laughs> relax? I, I, I'm I not surprised that that could be a popular sentiment in certain corners of the internet. I just, I, I think it's a, a good thought process that is sometimes being taken too far, which I'm sure is not a, Sorry. you know, it's a unique, a completely unique <laughs> phenomenon, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that makes but sense. But like yeah. yeah, Starfield like I mean, I think I don't know if it would you'd probably you'd probably get a kick out of it. I was like, you know, either drive you crazy or you'd get a mm-hmm. kick out of it because it's very feels very artistically inspired by like 80s and 90s like space exploration aesthetic, like NASA stuff, right? Interesting. A lot of stuff has like like there's a lot of space shuttle aesthetic going on. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I get what you mean. Or like here's a but there's no actual space exploration like I mean it's exploring different planets. It. Yes. So you're just exploring different maps. Yes. I see. Uh as far as like doing stuff when you are in space itself mm-hmm. sometimes you will be attacked. You can shoot the people that attack is, you. Is ship combat interesting? No. Okay. So you're saying it would be better if this was just Stargate. Like just take Stargates to different planets. Perhaps, perhaps. Okay. I'm going to post a picture in the episode notes. Okay. This is from a stupid mod, but don't worry about it. They just alter the colors a little bit. There's some stupid filter. Anyway, this is the sort of aesthetic we're talking about. You see what I mean about the sort of like uh, NASA okay. core? Yeah, it's like... I, I get what you mean. Yeah. There, there's also... I mean, there's definitely like the buildings and stuff are more retrofuturism and yeah. stuff. But like, not the yeah. kind of retrofuturism we're as used to, you yeah. know? It's, it's not the style. like the fallout like ray gun bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to give it a give it a whirl. Give it a, whirl. Take, give it a whirl. Is there? Is it very story focused or is it very un? It's a sandbox. Do whatever you want. I mean, I think they really want. I... Folks, I'm going to spoil a core mechanic of this game. <gasps> That's stupid that it's a spoiler, okay. but like they told reviewers they couldn't talk about it, so it's a spoiler. You get psychic powers in this game. <laughs> six, that six, act six. is basically your magic. Are you saying Remember the beast? What? That in Starfield, you know where I'm going with this. The, I don't actually. Just like in the Gundam world, they have new types. Ah, For those unfamiliar with Gundam, like me, new type is just a thing they call in Gundam where people have psychic powers or like that's, ESP and stuff. It's I'd, way more complicated. I yes, know. I, I know. ESP. Uh, for just to say to the listener, in case you're not aware, this is a fair enough summary for the sake of this conversation. But <laughs> Probably it is nothing else. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. They're uh, like spiritually so you get psychic powers. sensitive. Yeah. You get psychic yeah. powers, uh, but it's oh, like okay. you get you get you get magic, you know. Yeah, I mean, tr- sure. So it's just like it's just like the other games, but mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think you get flame though. How do you know? No, only four as in. I we'll don't. See in I haven't. Got, I haven't got. I haven't. I haven't gotten them yet. That's that's. I am on a mission that I believe is going to end with me getting psychic powers. PK so. fire. PK rocking man. Old old heads really remember that shit. Sure. Earthbound. Look at my big sword. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's also it's also really funny. I feel like you can feel 
some of their ambition. So in Fallout 4, did you play any Fallout 4? Nope. You didn't. You, you forgot about it existing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things they did in Fallout... So Fallout New Vegas and 3 had power armor, right? That you could yeah, equip. Yeah. And it was just like heavy gear, right? That gave you cool right, stats. Yeah. They made it actually like a different system in Fallout 4 where like they are like little mecha that you get into basically. Okay. Um and like they can use different equipment and you gain access to different anyway. Um they were clearly going to do something like that in this game because they have a whole lot of lore about the existence of mechs and like how they change combat and how like they're illegal. They are not in the game. <laughs> they just added all the illegal dialogue. <laughs> they just ran out of time, I think. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, and then it got banned. <laughs> <laughs> is the combat like, you know, Fallout style where it's like technically, you know, first person There's shooter? There's no vats, but, but sure. Yeah. So it's like, is it like an FPS or is it kind of like clunky? Mm-hmm. Or it is like an FPS? I mean, I mean, Fallout's like an... It, Con- it's yeah. very much like Fallout. It is yeah. a clunky FPS. You can do melee stuff. You can have a gun. You can hold left trigger for iron sights. It all feels kind of floaty and bad. Okay. Yeah. It's a shame. Hmm. I had to, I had a build. So I was, I started out and one of the, one of like, okay, one of the things they do that actually is cool is in character creation, they have traits and previously they've had traits and the traits were like shotgun, man, do 10% more damage with shotguns. It's like, okay, sure. sure. Fucking who cares? Um, One of the traits I got, was that I do more damage at low health, but there's a bounty on my head, and just every once in a while, bounty hunters will come to collect. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool, right? Um, so I want to shout out that system. That system is neat. Um, but as part of that, I was like, and I picked a character that's like focused on melee weapons and stealth, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, here's our new thing, is you level up like Fallout style. You don't you don't level up like Skyrim style, whereby using a skill it automatically levels up, right? Okay. But we have hybridized that and Fallout, where you just put points into things. Because every once in a while, you gain a level up, and you can choose to rank up a skill. And skills have four ranks, but you can't rank up a skill unless you've completed its like its challenge, right? So you have to kill twenty enemies with melee to be able to get rank two of melee. Okay. And the one for stealth is you have to do 10 stealth, like, sneak attacks, Mm -hmm. right? But at level 1 stealth, everyone detects you before you can do a melee sneak attack. So I've had to use guns to level up the challenge. It's impossible otherwise. Mm -hmm. I have to succeed at stealth to get better better. stealth, but I need (laughs) better stealth to succeed at stealth. Science rules. Secrets of sounds. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think there are some cool things going on here, and uh, I will probably end up being really negative on this game. But right now, I'm I'm in that uncertain positive Mm -hmm. phase. The thing about the Elder Scrolls series six, which probably eventually won't be a surprise to you, is that it's a series which has a lot of games that are numbered and you know are have the originals are really old and kind of bad. Right, They're, you know today's standards. So I, you know, okay. I, I, it's like a sure. Drakengard, right? Like near Automata, incredible game. You're you know. saying you're saying I should feel bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> near Automata, I played the game it was incredible. Then like a long time later, it's like oh, technically in the lore, it's like a sequel to Near Gestalt or whatever, which is kind of a sequel to Drakengard series. It's like oh, I want to play the original, like go through the sequence. And so I have like spent. An embarrassing amount of time on Wikipedia, like looking up Elder Scrolls one through four. I I have downloaded and played probably an hour or two of Morrowind. Um, it's honestly very old, but I I think it would be really fun for us both to play some Oblivion and come on and talk about it. Oblivion, I think, is the best game they've made. Yeah. Okay. And this is sort of an accident because <laughs> Bolivian Oblivion is a launch three sixty game. Okay. And its combination of ambition and limitation is so fucking charming. Hmm. 
It is such a weird, awkward little game where you will walk into a town and see an NPC talking to another NPC with an identical model and the same voice. <laughs> like, they both have the same voice actor. Uh-huh. And then a third one of them walks up to join the conversation. <laughs> you will have moments where, like, people just... Every conversation is people staring you directly in the eye, unblinking, no matter what happens. Oh, yeah. It's such a weird, awkward game in a way that I just find so, like... I can't help but find it really charming. Yeah. I mean, also, the introduction has Patrick Stewart. Oh, that's right. That's really cool. Yeah, therefore it's good. Sir Patrick Stewart to you. Of course, yes. Cretan. The, I mean, it's the thing about, you know, especially much older consoles, right? It's like the the a lot of the interesting stuff comes from the heavy limitations they had back then. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Yeah. It's just a, a a weird little thing. Also, some some genuinely very cool quests, right? There's some uh, the classic series, the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, right. Um, yep. the quest series. The Oblivion is the best one easily. Not really, because it's you. You know, the the Dark Brotherhood is a faction that is extreme. So I feel like their like backstory is the most Skyrim thing of like edgelord but not really edgy in a way that's off-putting and also if you think about it all completely incoherent and dumb as shit yeah because they're so the deal with the dark brotherhood is they worship the goddess of death and so because of that they just randomly murder people for no benefit Mm -hmm. but like not like murder murder it's like oh no they have to be like political assassinations with no purpose that's (laughs) the dumbest thing i've ever heard of just to sow chaos no no not even that. i mean like not even that just sort of like just do it, just do it. <laughs> she likes it when you do this she likes it when you do the thing um cool. and so of course the thing there's only one good plot you can tell with this right can you guess what the one good plot you can tell with the concept of the dark brotherhood is uh do you assassinate the leader I mean, you do that every time, basically. Oh. The like the overarching plot, the one good plot you can do is the person telling you to go kill the kill kill random people is of course not picking them randomly and has a secret agenda. Oh. And so they do that in Oblivion, and it's good, <laughs> and they can never do it again because that's the Oblivion <laughs> thing. <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Yeah, they keep getting older. Yeah, because it's my Wikipedia rabbit hole started being like, okay, so what is an Elder Scroll, you know? Well, aren't they the, like, so they're like the, there are a certain number of them. I haven't read this wiki, haven't gone down this hole, but my understanding is they're literally scrolls with the Elder, like, spells on them. They're like some old magic that's, like, crazy powerful that can't be cast normally anymore. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Let's see. I had to look it up because I, I couldn't remember. Uh, the Elder Scrolls are artifacts of unknown origin and quantity being simultaneously archives of history, past, and future events. They often tell of events that require a hero to resolve them, although the scrolls themselves do not select individuals. They're also known as the Adric Prophecies, suggesting they may have been created by the Adra. Adra, one of the two groups of immortals which took part in the creation of Mundus. Uh, Mundus is the plane or realm of existence that encompasses Nim. Its moons in the attendant Adric planets Nim is a planet referred to by otherworldly beings as the mortal plane and sometimes politically, poetically called Mundus by both mortals and Daedric lords. Okay, so it's the world. Okay, so I was just completely wrong. I, I guess, uh, <laughs> though, uh, without technological aid, the Elder Scrolls cannot be read without extreme side effects, among which are blindness and insanity. That's edgy. So is it like, you know, some ancients wrote it or uh, Parth Parthenax explains that dragons are uniquely vulnerable to the effects of the Elder Scrolls being born. That's why Akatosh, I thought that is because in Skyrim, you like you get an Elder Scroll in order to fuck up a dragon. This would explain how Alduin was cast into the future and how a time wound was formed at the point of his banishment. Yeah, so that's, uh, that does know. explain everything. You're right. You're right. That makes sense. Magic. <laughs> You're right, that does explain it. Thank you, Elder Scrolls Wiki. And the Elder Scroll of Sun is read by Dexian Ivicus in some game. Um, there's a ritual of the Ancestor Moth. The exact number of Elder Scrolls itself cannot be counted, as was proven by the cult of the Ancestor Moth. 
okay. Like, okay, here's a screenshot from, from Oblivion. Look at how charmingly bad this looks. Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's just, just like, oh, It's just lovely. That's just sweet. That's just cute. I love it when things look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I kind of am not. Uh, there are a total of 273 Elder Scrolls, Scrolls in the Elder Scrolls library during the events of Oblivion. Oh, fuck. Look at the... Oh, shit. Look at the time. This isn't a bit. Damn it. All right. I really have to go. Okay. <laughs> Six. Um, Folks, uh, I'm going to see if I can rope Nick into recording later uh, attack on. If I tack it on, I'm, I'm letting you know just how jarring this will be. I'm not going to do a smooth edit at all. Don't do it. I want to do Fan Fiction Corner. <laughs> okay. So we'll come back and do Fan Fiction Corner. Okay. But anyway, for now, we're not going to do outros because nope. that'll be after Fan Fiction Corner. Bye. Right, bye.